Welcome to another episode of the albumreview.net podcast. I'm Greg Potters. Thanks to all you listeners out there for your interaction and feedback. Your feedback is much appreciated and it helps me to always improve. On today's episode, I bring you a conversation, album review, and the music of Shan Reagan. Shan hails from the UK and currently lives in Florence, Italy. Shan joins me as I review his debut album, A Poison with an Aftertaste. All right, so first, a little bit of housekeeping. You can read my reviews and listen to any of my podcast episodes by going to albumreview.net. These episodes can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. Please follow my podcast on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. In addition to listening, you can read over 40 written reviews at albumreview.net and pick up some merchandise from your favorite bands such as trucker hats, t-shirts, several of your favorite albums. I've got home sound systems, and as I mentioned before, the bookstore. Want to learn more about your favorite musician or band that you can't find on the internet? Go to albumreview.net and click the store tab where you can grab a copy of different biographies and autobiographies from artists such as Tom Petty, Guns N' Roses, Rush, Pink Floyd, Faith No More, Aerosmith. You can find the story of Spotify called the Spotify Play. Also, my favorite book of all time, The 4-Hour Workweek is on there. At the bookstore, you'll have access to titles written by authors I've also had on the podcast, such as the story of Ivan Bodley, titled Am I Famous Yet? Memoir of a Working Class Rock Star. Ivan was on episode 20 of the podcast. I also interviewed Kyle Hegarty on a previous episode, and Kyle's book, The Accidental Business Nomad, is available in the store. In his book, Kyle teaches you how to successfully work across different business cultures, explaining what is socially and professionally acceptable in some cultures and what is not in others. I also have author Brian O'Connor's two books, Time Decorated and For the Record. I've got it all there, so go check it out, the bookstore at albumreview.net. All right, strap in. You are in for a special, special treat, guys. Shan's music is extraordinary. Here's my interview and album review of Shan Reagan's A Poison with an Aftertaste. Shan, I'm delighted to have you with us here today, man. Shan hails from the UK, but he's currently living in Italy. Uh, and he's here to talk to me about a ton of stuff, including his debut album, A Poison with an Aftertaste, released in November of 2021, which is now out on Bandcamp, 
Spotify, and several other platforms where you can get your music. Shan also released a deluxe edition of A Poison with an Aftertaste in March of 2022, just last month. And that has additional tracks on it, which we'll also get into. Shan, thanks so much for being on the albumreview.net podcast with me today, man. Thank you so much for having me. I am so glad to do this and I'm very, very excited. And just, it's, it's just a great feeling all around just having, just having to sit down here and talk about the album. I'm completely just all over the moon. To start, I was reading one of your bios on the internet and if much of it is true, you've got a really mature taste in music, man. I wanted to point that out right away. I found, at least here in the US, Many folks in their early 20s are not listening to Joni Mitchell, Damien Rice, Fleetwood Mac. Tell me more about the impetus behind all these influences. I think from the very beginning, um, when I was a child, my parents are big fans of um, classic rock. And my mom being just one of the biggest fans I know of Stevie Nicks in general. And so I think my sort of my taste for rock music and classic rock, like, you know, the generic rock and roll type, if you will, um, comes from naturally just, just from what I was, you know, what I'd been played when I was a child, like when they'd play in the house and stuff. And then um, when it comes to um, people like Damien Rice or Joni Mitchell, or Leonard Cohen, et cetera, et cetera, I think those people really um i connected to them on to uh from more, more from their lyrics if you um like sure. to put that sort of up front i think the music comes for me after the words and the lyricism and the storytelling and the way you know um they can connect with you so deeply with by just talking about their own experiences and you just sit there and it just kind of feels like oh yeah that's me in like almost every way so i think those necessarily came through by my own sort of um, discovery of music, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I'm a big fan of rock and roll, exactly. Um, like I mentioned, like Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Queen. Um, I just, I, all of that just came from what I listened to growing up because of my mum and dad, because they're like, like big music heads. And I think that's, that's pretty much how it came along to be, really. Yeah, now I remembered something. Happy belated birthday, man! You 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 turned twenty two last, last month, right? Thank you very much. Yeah, on, on yeah. the day um, I released the deluxe edition. Yeah, that's awesome. The eleventh. Yeah, March yeah. the eleventh. That's great. That's great. Happy birthday! Thank Did you. you do anything fun? I guess the well, release um, is kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> but I I think um, compared to. Um, generally just a very paranoid person I am and, um, <laughs> and with everything else going out in the world I think um, didn't go um, as much as I would have have like say three years ago before the pandemic on right. my birthdays so um, I just had a you know tiny little celebration with people who are close to me awesome. and uh, just you know it was my first birthday away from home as well since I just moved to Italy and um, it was it was it was fun kind of bittersweet kind of um a, a mix of a little bit of everything really for the listeners shan, shan reached out to me and shared his new album and i definitely think there's some serious talent here which is why i wanted to get him on the podcast and talk about thank you so much great um and uh, i mean it in addition to that i i want to find out a little bit more about what makes you tick so let's let's do a deep dive here what what part of the uk did you grow up in shan if, if you did grow up in the uk i think you mentioned that 
I did grow up in the UK. Yes, I was. I was born um, in a place called Doncaster, but I we moved from there um, when I was four. I have lived in parts of America for a while, and I've just the most um, I've lived. I've lived in London, and recently we were living in a place called Hofstra, just outside of London, and then from where we moved here to Florence, but uh, where I moved out basically um, to Florence after I got married. So, how long have you been married? Um, it's going to be in this September. It's going to be the third year. Nice, nice. Sounds great. Now, a question I like to Thank ask you. every musician on this show: Did you find that frequently you'd be listening to music to like escape something or or maybe someone? Well, yeah, sure. I mean, uh, even even now, or even um, not just like music in general. I think um, uh, I I've always sort of viewed, you know, I mean, then going further into music, there's songwriting when you come into, you know, writing songs and stuff, surely that, that there's the whole angle of it being therapeutic and it being an outlet, but music itself, um, uh, I think all my life has been like very, very evocative um, uh, or like a companion at times, you know, when there are times when you don't want to have sort of like, um, say a human interaction for like a brief period of, 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 of time in a day or something like you just want to have like an hour to yourself or want to have like 30 minutes to yourself or when time when you want to be with people but you can't be with people then there's you know you have music I think um, apart from I read a lot so I think um, it's apart from like reading uh, if there's anything that sort of just have you know that has that grasp on you where you just can look for a companion and something. I think that's, that's, that's very much music for me. It has been as well. You reading mostly fiction or nonfiction or both? I kind of read, I kind of read whatever like appeals to me um, mm. in the, in the moment, if you will. I, yeah. I, I do like to read a lot of um, poets. Like, I, I mean, I, I love reading Bukowski. I love reading Kurt Vonnegut. I, um, some of my favorites, you know, and I, uh, Murakami is one of my favorite like just all-time favorites, I think. So both of like fiction necessarily a bit more, but I do find myself, you know, reading memoirs or um, if I would have to like point out something is that um, Rob Sheffield book, uh, sort of like uh, the, the Love is a Mixtape, it's called. It's it's about, he wrote it to, it's wrote about his wife, I think one of the most beautiful books I've ever read in my life. I, I asked the escape question because as secure and supportive as my childhood was, Shan, I, I definitely experienced some trauma and I would repeatedly look to music as an escape and music really became the, the one thing that could never, never let me down. It was really my, my rock, you know, my, my isn't that stone. beautiful? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Let's be honest. Your album, a poison with an aftertaste, it's got <laughs> some pain in it. I, I, real pain. Yeah. I, I can feel it when I listen, and and I like that. <laughs> I like that, Shan. Hell, for for many times I've been guilty of writer's block when I've been happy for a consistent uh -huh. amount of time. And as a yeah. songwriter myself, I found a lot of times I would write songs about loss, whether it would be loss of a friend, a loss of a relationship, mm -hmm. a lost love, and that's what really kind of came out when I expressed myself. What with some of your songs like Wound and I Guess mm -hmm. I Don't Love You, Blood Runs and, and Scene of the Crime, I'm wondering if mm -hmm. you could if you could tell me or, or maybe let us into your world as to what inspires you to write songs like this with these heavy titles and subject matter. I think um, necessarily um, for this for this album or the track list that sort of just became 
this album, like, you know, you start writing a couple of songs and you start connecting them and then it just sort of like, it becomes a collection of songs that you, you feel, I think, satisfied enough, I guess, to call an album. Um, this was initially um, like a plot of a story that I wanted to write since, you know, like I said, I just, I love reading and I wanted to dabble into like, maybe if I could do something like that. And um, I had this plot of, um, I, you can't even call it like a proper plot yet. It's like, you know, you have ideas, you have different notions and things you want to put into something. And I had this about a story and um, I did decide to sort of go into it. And I think um, about, you, you could say 20, 25%. And I was like, these need to be songs for me. Cause mm -hmm. I, um, uh, partly, um, you, you asked inspiration. I think partly it comes from self-experience or, or, you know, someone very, very, very close to you and you chat with them, you know, cause close, we talk with friends and stuff and friends open up. I think that's the best way to, um, uh, befriend someone as well. It's like, you just got to open up to this person. And I think, you know, that's the best way to start a friendship anyway. Yeah. And um, so you talk to people and, you know, you talk to your closest friends and they tell you, they go through stuff, we all go through stuff. And I think um, for me, instead of taking the whole thing, uh, the best way to explain it, that I took sort of fragments um, from that experience that I heard, I'd heard about or I'd read about or I'd, you know, gone through myself. <clears throat> and then just... Uh, got writing into like got got into writing the story and all and um then half like half of halfway you know a quarter way through i was like yeah i need to kind of maybe try writing a song to it because yeah. um i maybe i find you know i found myself second guessing thinking because uh, i can't detail it enough and to for it to be a story i don't i I think I lack that skill that's why i could you know that's what got that's why i got thinking you know and um I just uh, thought that maybe I need to kind of do something else with it. And then I got into writing these songs and stuff and which it became like it because now all the, the regular edition, the 10 songs, they're all connected to each other. And, and I think in a couple sentences, if I were to put the record, I'd just say it's like a, it's a story told in fragments. And then all of these fragments, they don't connect to each other directly, but if you put them in a straight line, you can sort of see that it's like, you kind of like, you know, um you kind of like just look from a like a far away kind of thing like from a right. further perspective and you can see what it's spelling out but not necessarily if that makes sense so it's like yeah. the stories there but not entirely there still not entirely there even after the deluxe edition because that was kind of like the initial notion of um say taking a the whole story and like picking out fragments from it um and then you know just giving those hints and those fragments of, of that story to people. But in this case, it was just the fragments. I could not, I still don't like haven't completed in, mm -hmm. in, in the sense of like a proper story. I haven't written, I haven't completed in my head. Maybe it's done. Do you know what I mean? Like right. if I sit down and I think about it, maybe it's done, maybe it's there. I just don't know if it is yet. So I think inspirationally, that's what um, drives me to like, um, write music. I love writing songs for, like I said, it's it's very therapeutic yeah, to me. It, it's yeah. um, it's very um, like a like a thing I put close to my heart. But um, uh, when it comes to inspiration, it can come from you know, say you and I are having a chat, and you tell me about someone else you know, like 
hey, a friend of mine went through this. Maybe that kind of comes through in my head when I'm sitting down and the stuff like that. Right. Or maybe it's something, and then I just kind of like to coat it in in, in some sort of fiction. Because right. um, I personally feel like um, it's too naked for me to just, if I were to just put it out as it is. So like most of what you hear on the album is very, very, very true and very, very real. But it's just all like coated in like a thick coat of fiction to where it's like, <laughs> characterized or it's like you know there's a story behind it there's a plot behind it which might or might not be my own uh you know could just exist in my head etc etc yeah and i think that gives the listener an opportunity as well to maybe relate their own experiences with also exactly you know with also keeping in mind that hey maybe this is something important to him were you thinking kind of like concept album when you were putting all this together or is that a little bit too complex i mean you could say that but it's it's kind of like um how do I, it's 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 let's call it a concept album that has got adhd if that <laughs> makes it. sense yeah. uh, you know it's got a very short attention span so it can't fully tell you what it's trying to tell but um it. it's I a concept it. record with adhd your stock just went up in my mind that's awesome i i want to i want to dig into the song in in a minute which by the way you just sure. released you know you mentioned it you just released a, a deluxe edition on march 11th with uh -huh. eight additional bonus tracks but before doing that you mentioned to me shan in a previous conversation that you recorded this whole album on your phone on your mobile phone using band Lab. that's right is that correct that's right now, yep. for those of you who've never heard of BandLab, like me, I was floored by the sound quality of Shan's album. So BandLab is, of my understanding, BandLab is, it's 100% free to use, no subscription fees, paywalls, or limits. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times I go online and I download an app or I sign up for something and then I find out that what I really want to do, I have to pay for. But you're saying, mm -hmm. uh, or I, I was looking into it, it looks like all you have to do is just download the BandLab app and then you can start making music immediately. Exactly. It's uh, it's a It came as a blessing. I'm not going to lie. I only found out about it, um, I believe, in 2020. Yeah. Wow. October of 2020, I found out about it. And um, it's, it's a blessing. It's just sort of like, it's kind of like everything. I think I wanted to, if you will, go against the grain of um, that. There's that notion of like, you have to have the proper tools. You have to have sort of, um, you know, proper gear and like a studio and the producer and uh, the, the right amount of this and that and to, to, you know, here and there to just make, make music um, for starters. And then there's the whole, you know, scale of, is it going to be good? Is it going to be adequate? Is it going to be, you know, right. are people going to like it? That all comes after you start off with just the notion of do, you know, here's a checklist of what you need. You need soundproofing, you need proper gear, you need a microphone, you need a producer, you need a studio. Right. I think, I think I just wanted to sort of, um, when I found out about it as well, like I did, um, you know, cause I'd, I'd, I, I think, well, before this, there's an app called Smule. I don't know if you've heard of it. No. It's a karaoke app on just your phone. And that's where I just got onto like, you know, you, you sing karaoke with people. You can, you know, if you if you want to, you can try and write songs and all that kind of stuff. So I'd been writing songs. I had these in my head. I had the story in my head slightly, slowly building. Like I say, like this whole record initially got done in three years, um, but it just, you know, kind of started being a thing um, after I discovered um, 
uh, band lab. I'm sorry, completely blanked out there. And um, it was it was really, like I said, like just so free to just you know like there's a lot of freedom in that, and it's like a proper um, audio workstation on your um, phone and you know you can also do it on your computer and stuff like you can access it on the web and everything right. but I think um, for me it really um, felt too comfortable because there's there's the initial whole like uh, you know you have to sit in front of a mixing board or you have to sit still right. in a single space with your headset to just get your music I could be chilling on the couch because what I did is I recorded the whole thing on my phone using the same headphones I'm using right now the ones that you get with your phone yeah. and um so I could, I could have just, you know, when it comes to the whole quote mix and master and all that like technical aspect, I could be anywhere. I could be on the train doing it. I could be in my bed doing it because it's just on the comfort of my own phone. And I think I found that extremely um, sort of like just too breathable an environment to, to create music. I think then you, you can only like freely focus on what you want to make instead of how you are going to make it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. For some of the listeners, wait till you hear the sound quality. It's just I, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a bunch of examples on this on this podcast, but just it's it's really incredible. So so break it down a little bit more if you don't mind. Uh, you you just mm -hmm. you hook up a mic to your phone and just hit record. Run through the instrument setup with me if you don't mind. Yeah, well, what I did. Um, so uh, instrument instruments like um, uh, there's a there's piano being played, there's strings being played, there's guitar being played, like majorly acoustic record. But um, I'm not too good with a piano. I'm not too good with string. Oh, well, strings are you know arranged strings like um what are those called like MIDI strings. Uh, mm -hmm. Like a couple of tracks with MIDI strings on there. Yep. And then there's the guitar and there's the piano. I think I'm not too well with a with the piano. So my friends played it for me. Um, but it's basically how you record. So how I recorded most of like say an instrument or my vocals is uh, you just plug in your phone. If you want to, you know, like DIY soundproof a space in your room right. or get in your closet and stuff, do all of that. Just sort of stick your mic in front of you and get to it. I guess. The bathroom. Have you ever what? done that? I remember when I was in a band, we used to record <laughs> our vocals in the bathroom that just the acoustics in there. Uh, and it's I wrote a weird. song in in my bathroom. Um, <laughs> and I, it sounds ridiculous, I, but it works. I've I found the acoustics <laughs> to be incredible. I mean, it's it it gave me an idea to. Um, that's actually, I mean, that's not even out or anything. That's not even uh, like too long ago. Anyway, that happened a week and a half ago, where I just like I've just I kind of like wrote out a whole song um, in my bathroom and. Um, that gave me an idea of, oh, I like how it sounds. Maybe I want to incorporate this in the actual thing as well, because it's got this 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 weird sound to it. There's like a very confined um, sort of acoustic um, outlay, especially with, you know, your headphone mic or just right. your phone's mic. And I think because, you know, these are not initially made, I guess, to, to record professional music. And I think that just gives it that edge of, um, I guess, it, it, just, it just becomes organic, I guess. That's that's yeah. that's majorly one of the things that I wanted to have on the record as well, which which is why, you know, now in the deluxe edition, there's just one song that's like a proper produced track with like, you know, there's drums and all that kind of stuff. But like yeah. majorly, it's very, very acoustic. Right. Um, because I just wanted that organic feel of like, then again, to put it in, in a situational thing, I think it would just be like, you know, a guy just recording songs in a sunroom kind of thing, like, or just like a guy in a living room with a guitar singing to you kind of vibe, if that makes sense. It does. Like, that's yeah. what I wanted the nestling experience to be, I guess. 
Yeah. And you were saying earlier that it took you roughly about three years to put it all together. Like, was that three years to write and record or just three years to kind of record and mix and all that? I think the, the recording process of it all, I, I took around maybe two months. Okay. That also uh, majorly being because, like I said, you know, ADHD. So that like I have, I have the attention yeah, span of a toddler. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> so awesome. I'm just like, I start on something and like in about 14 minutes, that's that's on a good day. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know what? Maybe later. Let's do something. Oh, There's oh, something yeah. new on Netflix. It's like a, it's like a toddler. It's like a toddler. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. <laughs> heavily medicated for that for years, too, by the way. So I know exactly what you mean. No, mate, it's just, it, it, it gets really on your nerves sometimes. You're like, oh, that's, yeah. maybe that's just focus on one thing for a day. No, got to do seven at once. So I think the, the recording thing just took um, about two months, um, in, including, you know, having people record stuff for me um, and then, you know, getting it back. And then there's like changes I want to be, because what, what initially would go into um, creating stuff would go like, I'd hum to people. Right. Because, like I said, I'm not too good with instruments. So, like, um, um, a friend of mine who played, um, like, a piano line on the, on the ninth track on the song, which is Maybe, which yeah, um, is I, with Anna. Yep. I wanted to ask you about that and, later. But, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, there's a piano line on there that's um, played by a friend of mine. And um, she uh, just just goes, you know, what do you want played? And just I literally just went, like, you know, something like that. I'm, like, right. I'm, I'm just humming it to her. Yeah. and then she just sends me back a line I'm like yeah maybe improve this 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 change here and there so all of that included uh, I think it took around nearly like maybe a bit over two months I'm not too sure on it but I think um, what took three years was the whole um, um, not just a writing process because I think the thinking process, that's a, that's another thing. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. there's, there's the whole, there's the whole writing phase, but before that comes that, that um, forming that sort of mentality or that sort of situation in your head around you that will get you into writing this record. And I think um, that took the longest time because I wanted definitely to do um, like make songs out of these, these things that I'm, I'm writing, like, these thoughts that I'm writing as a story, right. but then at the same time, I just want like I never went and going. I want it. I want this particular thing to hit hard, but I just wanted it to just explain to you without detailing everything that how sort of I I, I mean how important this thing or this situation or this song is is in this in in the life of you know quote the protagonist of this story right right so i guess i guess that's the thought process of it took the longest in the beginning like the initial what do i want to do with this right took the longest and then came the right and then the recording yeah when i when i write songs many times it's it's spur of the moment which you know meaning like yeah. a, an idea comes to me and i immediately go and write it down or grab my guitar, you know, to not to date myself, but I used to walk around with a dictaphone before, you know, cell phones were really around. So I would carry that thing in my bag and I would just pull it out on the train or pull it out when I was walking around the city and just start humming into it. Um, and then get home and grab just find that so cool. Like, I guess, <laughs> you know, I mean, there's the whole thing with, you know, I could just pull my phone out and I can record it. That's yeah. so basic. No it was pretty basic, man. It. it was pretty basic. I had a lot of these little mini tapes laying around my apartment. So, but, but um, I mean, it isn't now. Now it's like 
just so vintage. And I think, I mean, then again, not to date you myself, no, it's but it's okay. just, I think, you know, it's, it's, I find it's the coolest thing to me because, um, now it just feels so every day, if yeah. that makes sense. Like, oh, I just pull my phone out. But when there's a whole tape or that set of tapes just like solely dedicated yep. to this thing that you're writing, now in my phone, there's there's other things too, you know. At the same time, I've got notes of me recording a song and there's puppies. So it's, it's, it's you know, there's exactly. everything. It's your grocery list and a song that you wrote and then a reminder <laughs> yeah, exactly. to go walk the dog and another exactly. song that you wrote. And so, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's uh, you know, it is. I think there's we, no, there's no special dedication. There's to, no special um, dedication. We've definitely your lost. Art. We've definitely lost yeah. some of those, those old things. And my kids, yeah. I think they always wonder how, how we, you know, how we survived without the internet or without cell phones. And I'll tell uh, you, we survived pretty well, but um, a lot of what I've said over and over again in my podcasts are, you know, mm. I'm not knocking any of the technology because we wouldn't be able to do what we're doing right now without it. Um, we wouldn't yeah. be able to connect. And so, you know, I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea, but there are days where I do kind of miss the, um, I, I think mainly because, you know, and, and I love this because I think I can, I definitely can relate to a lot more. We, we both have ADD. Um, yeah. It, it, uh, the internet is the worst nightmare for someone with ADD. I sit oh. down and write a review <laughs> and then the next thing I know, I'm looking up, um, you know, I'm looking up belts on Amazon and I'm like, yeah. oh, you know, I need a new belt, you know, and, and yeah, it's yeah, like, I just can wait. Right, right. Just, <laughs> and you can see yourself. It's like I can hover over myself and I can see myself doing that. But yeah, I, I, I think you derail so fast when so you have fast. ADD and you have yeah. access to the internet. I think it's a matter of seconds um, for, for you going from like, you know, um, say, for example, like a Zoom meeting to just doing crossword on the internet. I think it just it goes <laughs> so quick. Yeah. Yeah. It so it's so quick. It's definitely hard for me to sit down and commit to writing. And that's the, a lot of times I'll get writer's block. And, and this many times is, you know, mm. it's not always the recipe for success or longevity because you're always waiting for the mood or I'm always waiting for the mood to strike me, which uh -huh. could be, you know, every could be every day or it could be once every six months. So you kind of already uh -huh. broke down your writing process for me. And I have to say, um, you know, I think. I think you're you're doing the right thing. You're you're owning, you know, some of your uh, your your opportunities and your challenges, and you're not trying to fight them too hard. Um, but yeah. you're doing your best. I think that's the best way. Some of the mistakes I made early on was, you know, I I I let myself get down on them, and and I really tried to fight those things. And look, there's yeah, always I mean, room for think, improvement, right? Uh, but, um, but yeah, for sure. What were you gonna say? Sorry. I just, I think how I take a writer's block is because, um, because then again, I, um, I get very analytical with things, I guess. So how I deal with the writer's block or like in general, how what I think of the writer's block is that, you know, say I can't write something, I try and push, you know, there's the whole notion of like, oh, you know, you just got, you just got to sit down and like, you know, just kind of press it hard and push out of it and you'll be fine. I think you could do that. You know, you spend if 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 you normally write a song and it comes out in a half an hour, you spend two on it, and you've written a song now. Right. Um, one, you've taken a, an hour and a half more than your normal speed, you know, in that particular session, and then um, you're bound to in about maybe less than a week look back at it and be like, 
why did I do that? Like, <laughs> right. I don't like that at all. And it, <laughs> right. it's, it's, it's not my best. It's then you excuse yourself. I think that's right. the biggest problem we have as people. And I'm, 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 like, I'm, I'm, I'm an equal culprit. Like I'm not, you know, putting myself out of it. I do it too. Sure. But I do realize that we, we all do it is that when things don't work out, we start blaming other things. Like right. we start excusing ourselves. Oh, you know, it was the traffic. That's why I was late. No, you could have woken up five minutes earlier. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's, it's kind of like, yep. it's kind of like, it's kind of like once it goes down or once it goes sideways, we try and like pick and place, which is a good coping mechanism at times. Surely yes. like, you know, if it gets you by, it gets you by, but surely not 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 the most healthiest um way to cope or to, to deal because i can you know oh why did i write this song i don't like this song this that so i think and and also i have this my granddad um taught me this when i was really little um that you should celebrate sort of everything that comes your way if 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 you're sad if you're wow. endlessly sad um if you feel like you know you, you can't even see you know two steps in front of you Right. that are good for you he would say celebrate it you, you, know. you might not get this said ever again right. you know you're talking to someone on the phone you're talking to you, you you're talking to someone you're speaking to someone in person and if there's someone you care for if it's someone you love express it tell it now celebrate that love celebrate that you know appreciation because you might not see them ever again and that's yeah. then again a very sort of like a dark thought but at the same time, it makes you think that, yeah, maybe, you know, if I'm feeling sad, if I'm down right now, this might be the last time I'm this down or this sad. Plus, if I, if I sit and cry about it, oh, why am I so sad? Why isn't this working out? That's not going to help me anyway. That's not going to help me to get out of it anyway. So it's best to let it happen, I think. That's like the ultimate going with the flow guy. I think that's, that's my granddad. Like, that's who he was. And um, Sounds like an he just influence. He, he, he is one of my biggest influences in life as uh, who I am as a person today, I think, because most people, I mean, um, kind of you tell me in the beginning as well is that, you know, like, I mean, I, I do also get my certain phases of like every six months thinking oh, I was born in the wrong decade kind of thing. Like, cause, <laughs> I, cause I, I, you know, I get that every six months. Like I get a couple of days of it because my taste in music, my taste in everyday things, my taste in, um, you know, say, for example, like my taste in fashion, my taste in um conversation or topics of conversation or society right. um uh, they they're old-fashioned if you will but not the conceited old-fashioned like you, you know you'd fit well with my crew let me tell you that man oh we will we'll, <laughs> let's go out for a drink sometime <laughs> hell yeah anytime That'll be great. Um, I, I, you know one of the things that you mentioned that i had to touch upon as well as you know the advice that your your grandfather gave you um that's huh? that that's what makes you feel alive you know it's it's and yeah. i know i know what you mean you know i think you're right in trying to explain it because some people might misunderstand you but i yeah. didn't you know it, it celebrating the down times as well because you're you're alive you're feeling you're you're exactly otherwise life. you know it's just boring you know exactly. like happiness isn't happiness if there's no sadness attached to the other end because exactly. i think then it's just the normal then it's just like oh that's all i feel well okay so you, you don't know through, the importance. Exactly. You go through, you know, I'm not a huge military guy, but when I was younger, uh, I didn't really understand the whole, like, why are they, why are they like demeaning these guys? And, and it's, it's not uh, about trying to prove 
uh, and women, I should say. It's not trying to say like, oh, you need to prove that you're tough, but it's it's breaking them down and then building them up so that they realize that they've fought sure. for a reason. And so yeah. anyway, I don't want to go to, too far down a military rabbit hole, but I just, that was, <laughs> that was something that early on in my life I didn't really get. And then when it hit me, I think when I got to college, um, it just mm -hmm. opened up a whole, you know, new group of doors for me. Just so, um, I, I saw a note on one of your Instagram posts asking listeners uh -huh. to, to, to please listen to your album song by song in order. And I just want to say, man, uh -huh. I, I love that. Like you, we've been talking about it already. You definitely see more old school Shan. And that's the reason I really yeah. dig talking to you. One of the, one of the many reasons. So, um, for the, for the purpose of time, uh, I don't think we'll be able to talk in, in, incredible detail about all 18 of your songs, but I'm confident that this podcast right. is going to encourage a lot of listeners to fulfill your request. Um, so I did it. I actually followed Shan's advice. Thank you so much, and, Greg. Um, and I, I want to talk about it in a minute. And I've got a story I want to share too, that involves a third party. Um, but mm -hmm. Shan's right. It is a much better experience. So for you guys out there that are listening to this, that are going to hear some clips, I encourage you to go back afterwards um, and uh, set aside some time because it really is a journey. So, all right, getting into the album, the album opens with, with Wound and right away, Shan, your acoustic guitar grabs me right away. <laughs> Wound, 
it was so much fun. I mean, um, but yeah, it's just just so much fun. I'm 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 sorry. I just I'm, I feel I feel slightly overwhelmed because I'm just so so. It just makes me so happy to know that you've liked it. You, that you, you know, you just the way you're talking about it just makes me feel so. There's so, so happy. much more. I mean, I want to get into Anna in a little bit, but I, I'm going to share. I want to share. I'm excited to share this this story with you in a minute. Wound, the song Wound, really, you know, and these are these are the feelings that I get. So whenever I write a review, or really anytime I'm listening to music, it just it helps me write so much. It's difficult for me to write in just dead silence. Um, although sometimes right. I do crave the dead silence because living in a, a house with two young kids, it can get a little rambunctious. <laughs> but the song Wound, it really cuts the listener deep right out of the gate and and no pun intended <laughs> shan doesn't pull any punches here I, I, this song it i feel it really sends a message to the listener to buckle up for you're in store for a journey into your emotions not only shan's emotions but the listener's emotions and a, a journey i think we huh. all can relate to i know that that i can i think that's why i enjoyed your record so much so <laughs> Um, Thank you, know, you so Some much. of your lyrics, um, say say what you should, make it hard to, and I apologize, this was the only part I couldn't pick up. Say what you should, make mm -hmm. it hard to what? Do you remember? Make it hard to live. Live, okay. Because yeah. I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get used to the scars that you give. You never mm -hmm. cared to look back. You just ran down your way. You know that mm -hmm. I've never been too good at the way I hide my pain. And then mm -hmm. later you end the song with... The wound will never heal. Like I was, uh, I was getting goosebumps, man, and I'm getting them now. Just reading these again. Some artists I've had on the podcast before noted their songs were fictional, meaning uh, you know, real feelings, but not necessarily based on a specific event or about one person. Mm -hmm. um, is this is this the case with wound, or was this about something specific that happened to you? I think that's initially, um, you know, the case with almost the whole record. Like I said, there's like. Um, the feelings very much, I think wound stems from, um, especially in the first verse, I think it stems from agitation. It's, it, it stems from that, um, say that initial. So the first time you realize in the relationship, if you will, like, let's get, you know, hypothetical about it for a second. Yeah. First time you realize in a relationship that, you know, you're, you're forcing things to be together you they are falling apart but you're pushing too much for them to be together these are, this is not organic anymore this is not working itself out anymore the way it had been from that up until now or the way it was say supposed to or it, it is supposed to in relationships and um then you know that with a specific touch of like you know um when things don't work out you start you know blaming i guess you 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 get into like this is not me this is you can and that that's that kind of um produces this this certain agitation with you know um uh, the way the song starts itself i think the opening is like you know do what you must um I, i'm blanking out like the, the thing you just mentioned you know uh, make it hard to live because i'm trying to get used to the scars that you give yeah. say what you should is like i'll take it you know um but it, give me room to breathe like yeah. Sure, I, I'm here. I'm here till long haul. I'm here with everything that this is giving me, and maybe it's which you know as you further progress into the album, this whole agitation is explained from the other end as to why 
um, I've been I've, I've been feeling this way or I've been, you know, like, say the other person explains why you think, you know, if I'm the one who's hurting you, this is why, because you've been hurting me for a longer time. Right. So I'm just trying to express that and you're just not able to take it that way because it, you, you, you feel like, you know, it's too attacking or this and that. And I think for wound, it's kind of like, I'll take all of that, but, you know, give me room to breathe. Like, you know, before you stab me again, wait for the wound to heal. Right, um, right, right. You know, just so like, it's kind of just breathe up. I'm here. I'll take it again. Sure. I'm used to it or I'm trying to get used to it then again, but um, you just got to give me like an equal, like maybe just like a little bit of time in between yeah. for me to cope and for me to get like slightly be able to take it again because right. I want to make this work. And if that means I have to take these, you know, if you want to call them blows, I, w- I don't, because then again, it's not anything too specific or too pointed. Sure. Sure. So I don't want to call, I don't want to term it specifically, but it's just yeah, those things, fair. I think. Yeah, you know. I think, I think that's fair. And, and, you know, I appreciate you sharing some of this, but you're right. Mm-hmm. I, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of times it's, it's open for interpretation, right? But um, yeah. I still love to investigate now on, on track two, the <laughs> tempo picks up with, I guess I don't love uh-huh. you. personal experience where a love I had essentially told me she didn't love me anymore right to my face while we were on this huge trip on the other side of the planet. So for me to cope, I would tell myself each morning, I guess, I guess I don't love her. That was kind of my way to say, yeah, Yeah, like Greg, you can do this. this." And we still had to spend, because we were over there for for 10 days, we still had to spend, I still had to spend the majority of, of my trip there with her. So That's quite morbid, isn't it, though? It's like pretty that awkward. That initial man. rush of, yeah, it's, it's very awkward. I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, not uh, to have you relive or any of that. No, just, no, I, I, I'm yeah. so grateful that it happened. It taught mm. me so much. 
but I'm really glad that I had the experience anyway. But I was, I was, yeah. that was, again, that was really my way to say like, Greg, you can do this. You can get over this. You never right. really loved this person, which, you know, I was faking myself out, but uh. so I, I think you sort of already answered my question, but I was just curious if there was somewhat of a relation there. Not that you had the same experience as me, but it, it uh. is, is, I guess I don't love you kind of a way that you're telling yourself like, no, I guess, I guess maybe I, maybe I didn't. Yeah, I mean, it's it's similar to um, that feeling of like, you know, coping of uh, through the, this this whole thing. But initially, like in, in the fictional term, if I were to tell a tale, it's about, you know, two lovers being together and then one of them moving away. And then, um, you know, which is just say this person's way of telling the other person that, you know, hey, um, um, I just, for example, hey, I got a job in another uh, another country, so I'm going to have to go. And um, I can't keep this up between, but at the same time, it's, it's them telling the other person that, Hey, you know, I don't think what we have is working out. So it's like metaphorically um, talking about the relationship through this fictional cult of like, you know, a job in a different country. That's where the whole, like the aesthetic of that song is like with like planes and like flights and stuff. And um, uh, the the very opening lyrics is is, is, kind of like, you know, uh, you said, let's go. Don't want to miss your flight is, um, it, you know, metaphorically talking about don't want to miss your flight as in like, you don't want to sit here at the same spot for me yeah. and you want to fly out there and you want to go and expand instead of like, you know, literally having to go and missing or taking a flight. So you don't want to miss your flight as in you don't want to sort of give up on, on you want to move on from me. I guess I don't love you is really like, you know, so it's, it's, it's kind of like coping. This person is going, you know, if, if letting you go is love, then I guess I don't love you. It's just, it's, it's that feeling. Then again, just coming off of wound, there's still that lingering agitation of like, I want to make this work. I just, you know, so I'm doing what I can, including wound. Like I'm taking all these blows and all, and now you're still going, you're still leaving. And if that's love, if, if, you know, if that's what love gets me, or if that's what love means, then that's not for me. That's not, that's not love. Then I, that, that I don't love you. This is a fun fact about me for the listeners. <laughs> I've only been in a single relationship my whole life and I'm married to that woman now. And I'm just extremely, extremely, I think, grateful of life and things and the world or and anything and everything really, um, so I think, you know, those things are pure, not pure fiction then again, because, you know, I think, I mean, I guess I don't love you, the story itself, the the sort of the metaphorical end of it, at least. Um, uh, a childhood friend of mine and I, we just, it, it was a bar conversation mm-hmm. that this song stemmed from really, where he just kind of like, you know, there's that moment with your friend where you're just like, you know what? I'll pay for your drinks. You just have to sit here and listen to this thing that I'm feeling for the next right, two hours. Right, right. I just want, I just want to sort of vomit it out and I don't have anybody <laughs> else. So, you know, you can have as much beer as you want. I'll pay for it. Just sit here and listen to me. And I think that's where um, that song came from initially. Like the thought of that song came from initially. Well, it's going to be really hard to skip around a little bit, but, but stay with me. So, yeah. cause the next track past life, it's, it's a beautiful soliloquy and the listeners are just they're going to be in for a, a special gift when you guys uh, you're going to remember being a part of that early group that can later tell people, you know, I heard Shan Reagan's music before any of you guys. So there.
great video on youtube shan that you did for traces uh-huh. portion of the price uh-huh. which i saw and dude this track is ridiculous and i i I, I, I don't want my american so slang to confuse you i'm using the word ridiculous in the most flattering oh no no, no i can okay, trust okay. me i'm trust me i've got like I'm, I'm i'm like i said like i spent about like growing up i might spend about six seven years in chicago and i've got like uh, even after that now as well okay thank m- god multiple very very much like so many american friends so i know what that means <laughs> okay all right so you're into our our our, our, our ridiculous slang my parents used to say For greg sure. that's ridiculous and they weren't com- they weren't complimenting me it was like greg, that's ridiculous <laughs> okay <laughs> i think it's a generational thing too but it maybe started with you yeah. know maybe my generation and thankfully it's 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 stayed so <laughs> talk to me about this track I, I think you already mentioned that um you have uh, you have somebody else playing piano on that right on traces yeah yes that's my uh childhood best friend james Alston. Nice. i think um we we even wrote well he's 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 credited as a songwriter as well because um uh we wrote the chorus this song was initially like, say, we started today and then it was completed six months after. Mm-hmm. We wrote the chorus to the song and at his place. Just He told me he can play the piano, but he, he's never written a song. I was like, hey, I, I write songs. I love to write songs. Let's just write songs. And he's like, well, we can try and come up with something. And um, he started playing. So this, there's a very sort of like an Adele-like feel to that piano. Right. Because of the, I agree. Because of, you know, the way it, 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 it just plays. Jealous and you were just bad Laughable 
to be misconstrued Feed our desires Right from my teeth Take what was yours Burn the bridges between Yeah, I've been that light I've been that thief I had to be them Before I could be me Worthless I know But it's true It still lives in the things that I do A part of me never got through So I'll tell a lie That I'll be just fine With traces of you That's where, it, that's where we went with it And then, then we wrote that chorus And then like months after I, I, I just hit him up And then that was the time when we were in a you know lockdown And yeah. I said, hey, remember that thing we wrote? I want to finish it and stuff. And then I asked him to just like play over the thing, record it on anything, like maybe just a voice recorder, like you know, like the voice memos on your phone. I sounded I sounded like I'm from the 60s there, voice recorder. Anyway, um, I I just you know he sent it he sends me that thing and I just like wrote this whole thing out and I said now I want you to record the piano properly on this thing for me and then he did and then just traces came to happen I think. So he played the whole thing on that. I just I just recorded and mixed the whole thing. Now, uh, last I checked, the song is already north of thirty thousand streams on Spotify. Thank you. And that uh, just pa- blows past my mind. life, past life. I looked. I looked about a week or two ago. It's well over seventy thousand streams. Yeah. So that just I feel so blessed. <laughs> Honestly, because I I don't really uh, even when like I put the first ever song like I, I put an EP out at first just four songs and um it would you know say to me like oh it has crossed a thousand uh streams and i i would i still sit in sort of like because i'm i'm not that guy you know what i mean like i don't i don't sit out and be like okay this song needs to be played a couple million times right i feel like the goal if if there ever was any would have probably been like the amount of people i know in life listening to at least once which is well under like a hundred, right. you know, <laughs> so it, it, it going where it has for me, it's definitely just breathtaking. Cause I, I, I don't, I still don't feel like I want, you know, people to be like, okay, let's stream this like a couple million times, et cetera, et cetera. I don't, I don't even think over there. Like I don't even go there for me. It's therapeutic for me. It's something that I've made that I've confident and satisfied enough to put out in the world for it to exist up in the air. And, um, from one corner of the world if someone listens to it and if they can find a moment like three minutes of their time to listen and relate to it i think that itself is the biggest achievement the song can get or my, my music can get in general and i think i just i just find it completely and honestly uh, very very much like enough you know what i mean i agree man a, a, a poison with an aftertaste it's a it's an emotional ride i i sat down with my my high quality headphones. My wife got me uh, some nice headphones for, for my birthday right. a couple months ago. And I listened, you know, like I said, all the way through. And by the time I got to Blood Runs, which was the fifth track, I'm staring out the window at the time that there was snowfall covering the trees in my backyard. And I live in a, a part of New England where I'm not quite in the city, I'm just outside the city. So I'm staring out the window, looking at the snowfall. So it's an early snowfall. So it's still really 
really nice to look at. The sun's beating down, causing a reflection off the glass windows of my tool shed, and birds are looking for food in this late winter storm. And I'm totally into this vision as I'm looking out my window. And Shan, your music is providing the soundtrack to this. That's how I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna explain the whole record to everyone from now on. <laughs> nice. The whole scenery is what I'm gonna use. I got to, more. To tell I, got, I got more for you too. And so, to to add some color to the album, track nine, which is titled "Maybe," is uh-huh. it's an exceptional twist, offering the listeners something. A little different. Uh, Maybe is a a duet, as we were talking about, Shan records with singer Anna Bowen. If you come any closer, then I'd ask you to stay. Poison with an after 
name right bowen i think it's bowden yeah okay all right so I have, I have a bunch of questions about i could be saying it wrong myself as well anna if you're hearing this <laughs> i apologize <laughs> anna well uh, this is going to be nothing but props for anna i, I was looking her up and does she uh-huh. does she contribute to other tracks on the album i think you had, had, had alluded to that earlier um, not Anna, no. Uh, with Anna, I just wrote um, maybe uh, she'd 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 listen to a couple, but like it's funny because I I, I met Anna over the internet as well, and um, this is the first song we wrote together, and um, it it just came back. Uh, speaking of band lab, that's where I met her. You know, like going back to the, the that's where I met Anna, and I just listened to her stuff, and she's an incredible songwriter. And she's literally she's got the most beautiful voice, and um, I just, I initially, I just, I just, you know, I just straight up told her, I said, we need to write something together. Like we need to do something together. And then, uh, you know, cut to maybe happens. And I think for me, uh, just because of the way it, it came about and what it's about and, you know, um, now on the deluxe edition, there's a part two to it, it's like there's sort of like a sequel to it, which is something I've always wanted to do with the song. And I'm so glad I was able to do it with maybe, uh, it's one of my favorites, my personal favorites on the album. It's my personal favorite. And that I think that says a lot because it, it took me a while. I was like, I want to pick out a favorite. And yeah, again, I'm not always like, oh, I have to pick my, my, my kids are always like, dad, what's your favorite, you know, whatever. What's huh. your favorite restaurant? What's your favorite? And I'm always answering them like, well, you know, it depends on my mood or it depends on my, yes. so, you know, it's, it's, it's not always black and white after like the fifth listen. I said, this is, this has got to be my favorite. It, it, so that's the song that I've, when I, when I'm with some of my friends and I know that I only have like three minutes because we're all just, everyone is, Everyone's got ADD, I feel like. I'm like, all right, what's going to grab somebody really quickly? But this track, maybe, it's it's gut-punching. And, Shan, I, I, again, I use those words in the most passionate way. It, it causes uh. me to stop everything I'm doing when I listen. I can't multitask. Um, the format in which, and, yeah, the format in which she starts off singing the first verse alone, and then you come in about 30 mm-hmm. to 45 seconds later, then uh-huh. you both sing together harmonizing. So I'm in a, um, not, not long ago, about a month ago, I'm in a car with a friend of mine. We we're driving. We had made a pack that we were going to take a day off and we were just going to hang out uh-huh. a lot of, a lot of As times. You should. Right. It's rare. And, That's you know, my, very important. My kids were at school. Uh, it was a weekday. My kids were at school. His kids were at school. Uh, my wife mm-hmm. was at work and we were just hanging out. And a lot of a lot of times when I get together with my friends, we, we have right. this weird contest where we want to uh, <laughs> upstage the other one with a song that they're that they've never heard. before. Oh. So yeah, so it's, be like, it's that, it's that, you know, my taste is superior kind of comfort. I have it too. Well, no, it's, it's kind of more like, it's kind of more like, 
I had this incredible experience and you have to experience it too. So Oh no, mine's pure mine's pure pettiness. I'm better than you. <laughs> <laughs> I love mine's, it. Mine's I love it. Look at me. We're driving in my car and we we uh-huh. go get what we needed to get and uh we we get back to my house and we're we're he's playing something on his iPhone and right. I quickly grab the cord, plug it into the, the the bottom of my phone, and I'm like, "Give me three mm-hmm. seconds. Give me give me a minute or two here. I just I want to play you mm-hmm. something, and I'm actually going to be talking to this guy in a couple of weeks." And I put right. on maybe, and then I started looking at him, and he was looking out his wind his side of the window, you know, car window, and then looking back. Right. And uh, when the song was over, he kind of turned a little pale and and my so my reaction shan is to start laughing because i like to shock people with music and (laughs) i remember the first time i heard Jimi hendrix the first time i heard pink floyd my reaction was like i need to i think no one yeah everyone in the world whoever has ever listened to anything pink floyd was shocked (laughs) and i don't i don't think I, i can't find anyone i don't know if there's any person in the whole world who, who listens to Pink Floyd for the first time and does not go, wow, like, <laughs> wow, just completely speechless. We need to do another podcast on that because they're they have been for have me as a regular. Years. Don't they've worry my, about it. They've been my number one for probably about thirty years, and in fact, they released a new <laughs> song today about Ukraine. And they I did, and yes, and um, did not know that. I uh, yeah, I've got to get to that uh, in another podcast episode. But but yes, uh-huh. I'm extremely excited. So, but I I, I use Pink really Floyd excited. because it's it's one of the bands that you know I have like an exclusive club of friends with, and and you're either kind of in I or you're that. out. And um, <laughs> when I played my friend, maybe he just he was he just was speechless for a minute and i'm telling you the god honest truth man and that's why i had to share this Mm. with you because it thank you so much you don't know how much i appreciate it well that makes me feel just so amazing i almost i almost messaged you right away after that anyway i just i had to share that experience with you and now thank you so much for sharing now he's asking me your name again he's like what what was that What, what, what was that again so i um i i feel um I feel very rewarded, but you should feel rewarded as well, man. So I am, I am, I feel amazing. This makes me feel so, I don't know, like, I, st- I don't know how to explain this feeling, which, like, you know, my closest friends wouldn't know about this because I, when I feel very nice about something, I start, I, I term it being warm. I just feel warm about yeah. it. I don't know how to explain it. it. Just, yeah, you know, there's this warm feeling, and that's yeah. exactly what I feel right now because it's just, like I said, yeah, that's because yeah. it's, it's because, then again, it's it's not about you know how many people listen to these things. It's about like whoever listens to it and how they listen to it. If that makes sense, like how they feel yep. about it, or yep. or what it makes you know if it if it if it makes a spot in their head and heart about yep. things that the song's talking about. And I think that's just incredible. Yeah, I'm very 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 glad that you told me that. Oh man, I had to. Yeah. So scene of the crime originally closed mm-hmm. out your first release of a poison with an aftertaste, mm-hmm. the, the kind of the standard release and in, in Shan's new bonus version, which he released on March 11th this year contains eight additional songs, right? Yeah. So scene of the crime appropriately closes out the original version in a manner which, again, we talked about it earlier, you could say maybe this mm-hmm. was a, a somewhat of a concept album. At least I thought that. And I have sort mm-hmm. of shared that with some of my friends. Yeah, with an you, attention disorder, yeah. 
Yeah, and and you and the re, one of the reasons why I say that too is because you close that song with the words because it didn't heal my wound, which harkens back to the first track on the album, yeah. appropriately mm -hmm. titled "Wound," which it had to have been intentional. It's a, it's a trilogy. It's um, there's there's wound, there's blood runs, and there's scene of crime. Those are the pillars of this record. Yeah. Uh, the rest of the album fills in the spots that are left empty right. um, in those in those three songs. It starts off with wound, and I mean you know then again uh, uh, in a very weird um, true crime series way, it also connects the titles. Whereas there's a wound, and then the blood runs, and then that turns into a scene of crime. Um, all of that, you know, in, in, in terms of feelings and emotions, not not literally a wound and blood and scene of crime, because that could get a little bit ghastly and not necessarily something to write songs about, yeah, <laughs> let alone right. an album. Right, right. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I think that, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a trilogy, because in, even in Blood Runs, uh, it mentions both of the songs. Um, uh, I think it's the second verse um, where it goes, uh, love. Lying here as I breathe, uh, with wounds on each side. Nobody's fault, my scene, my crime. That's um, a lyric in Blood Runs, which, you know, sort of direct references the two songs. And overall, the whole album, necessarily, you'll find, you know, tiny, subtle connections or maybe very direct references to each other's, each other, like, you know, uh, each other, like all these tracks. And those are the pillars uh, of um, the, the record, the, the, the track one, five, and 10. And the rest of the album just fills in the spots that are left sort of open, um, the wounds that are left open, no pun intended, in um, those songs. So yeah, now, it's, it's definitely intentional. Now, now, Flowers comes right at you with a beautiful piano, again, causing me to envision mm -hmm. this. This is what I was seeing, this, this picturesque sunset over a quiet lake. We've got some really, really cool pretty yeah. lakes up here in new england and like every track on this album shan sings his guts out on this one the 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 echo on your vocals and the passion in 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 your residence in sorry yeah. the passion in your residence um not your residence um although you might have passion well, in your residence but um, you're gonna have to in it like otherwise <laughs> it's just a little boring right <laughs> <laughs> it, it it makes me the passion makes me again staring out my window forgetting everything i was planning to do that moment except just listen
Contributed to my ADD. Thanks a lot, Shan. I really appreciate it. There you it. go. <laughs> I, I, it's okay. Always, man. You can always count on me. <laughs> I think it's rare these days that people just sit and listen to music anymore, at least in a mass amount of people, um, at least in my oh, yeah. circles. You know, music, music, like many things, is kind of, you know, quote unquote, in the background. Um, yeah, it's become a sideline. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. It's I, a, I, I sideline thing, man. I haven't been to a bunch of listening parties lately where the room is quiet and everybody's mm-hmm. eyes are closed. I was telling oh, you about my to story be, earlier, To be right? in, that, in the center of that room, that's got to be, yeah, that's one of the best feelings. I think, I mean, I, t- I personally try and take time out of my week to do that because yeah. that's a complete feeling. And yeah. like I say a complete feeling, what I mean is like there's everything in there, you know, because a record, if even if it's a sad album, it still has everything in there because it's going to talk about happiness yeah. the way it used to be. Right. But it's still talking about happiness, and then it's talking about sadness the way it is. So there's sadness, and it's talking about agony the way it will be, regret the way it will be, or you know, sorrow the way it will be. I mean, then again, we, I'm just referencing to basically any Joni Mitchell record, but you know, exactly. it's it's kind of like it's just it's a complete feeling, and I think it's a great thing to still do. And people who do it, I really appreciate it, and you know. Not just, I mean, not, I'm not to be self-centered and be like, you know, people who do it with just my music, people who just do it with music is, I think, one of the most um, complete things to do in life. So I really appreciate it. For, for the listeners out there, if you've ever been part of something like this, even for a moment, it's special. Shan's right. You know, it's, it's so mm-hmm. special. It was, it was really a lot of experiences that I had in high school and college. And I, I'm, I'm sad to admit that it's not as much anymore as I've, you know, gotten out of school and, and tried, tried yeah. my best to attempt at becoming an adult. It, it's, it's moments like those that I really, Shan, rank up there with the I love how you put that. In my life. I, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to just point it. I loved, I absolutely <laughs> loved how you put that. Cause everyone's just giving, I just, it's a, it's a lousy attempt. Everyone's just <laughs> trying, everyone's figuring it out. You know, so it's, 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 it's great to admit it. And I love that you do. <laughs> I try to I, I I try to tell my kids that t- sometimes to not not scare them, but it's 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 the truth, you know. Oh yeah. When I go back to these listening parties, uh, you get to pause and feel what the artist was putting out there. But again, as we've been talking, 
a lot of times uh-huh. it's really more your own interpretation and you get to form your own feelings. Shan just goes all out on his vocals during Flowers. And, you know, we talked about uh, how he put that song together. Uh, other bonus tracks on this album include Favorite Line, Homemade Paris, mm-hmm. and a sequel to Maybe titled Maybe Part Two. So mm-hmm. I did skip ahead a little bit before I went back and listened to some of the other ones my second time and listened to that. Uh-huh. And Shan incorporates some really cool sound effects in both Part One and Two. Of maybe including the echoes of text messaging which i really liked and writing on paper as well i i kind of describe the link between the songs and these sounds as as a metaphor for how we communicated with people back in the day fast forwarding mm-hmm. to today you know we used to write i i used to write believe i mean this might sound weird but i mean like i used to write people letters like i'd have friends and i would write them letters i still write people letters Do you? that's awesome Got yeah it. yeah I mean, that was how, besides the phone, that was, you know, really a lot of how I communicated. And part two shares much of the same lyrics with part one, but kind of in a a different tempo, adding Uh multiple instruments. Again, in in many of these songs, Shan reintroduces lyrics he wrote for earlier songs and then just carefully places them into some of the tracks on his bonus release, which I find really cool, man. Really cool. So I wanted to call out, I could use a friend uh, out of one of the, uh-huh. the bonus tracks. This was one of my favorites <clears throat> as well. Your, the acoustic guitar uh-huh. starts off so innocent, and I was, I was extremely motivated when I heard it to write my thoughts on a page while listening to this, and it just, it just <clears throat> evokes, like I was saying earlier, like contemplation, contemplating, you know, things that I need to do in my life. <laughs> or like hey I'm I'm behind on this it was just really it, it enabled me to be be yeah thinning happy. out thinning out things that are happening yeah exactly yeah so for some faster upbeat track. tracks if some of you guys are looking for that homemade Paris and the song end scene BZ's song mm. I think they satisfy that upbeat itch if people have that if you're trying to turn a large group of people onto Shan's music I don't know perhaps maybe some may be more inclined to respond to the faster paced rhythms uh, i mean it depends on one's one's taste or taste, the, yeah. the environment that they're in for me both kind of slow and fast pace can really make an impact it just depends on my mood but i must admit exactly. you know i i've got to point out that tracks like maybe or blood runs 
They go right for the jugular, man. And and thank you. If you so get excited much. about thank shocking people, like I've been saying, playing great music mm -hmm. or, or a great song when they're least expecting it, I tend to go for some of these songs that just evoke deep emotions and and a lot of times they're typically a bit slower paced. Thank you. As I mentioned, the bonus version of a poison with an aftertaste closes with what Shan titles as the wedding version of past life. Uh -huh. So. Um, I think you, I think you went into this a little bit, man. But I just I I popped this question here, and and we're we're mm. not too far from wrapping up here. Wondering if you might be able to break down what the maybe if there were any differences between those two versions. Oh, it's a it's a it's a remix with sort of like an orchestral setting. Um, a great friend of mine who I met over the internet um, named Tyler Rich. He's an amazing artist and producer who just so um, that version I wanted to make so past life initially is you know you could call it just a love letter to my life with my wife like so far whatever it has been you know because we've been in a relationship for you know it'll be nine years wow. and um awesome. later this year and um it's a it's a child thank you so much it's a childhood love kind of thing so it's like you know <clears throat> there's the whole notion of oh too young too young and then now you know after around around the time we were we were getting you know about to get married it was the whole notion you know because societal norms of like oh, you're too too early too young this that which we just tackled with you know if we want to do it then we want to do it and you know we'll face what comes and i think it's just kind of like a written out letter to the whole experience that i've had the you know the ultimate honor to have with my wife and the wedding version just came about like i just went to tyler and i said you know, I just got married. I want this song to be sort of wedding-esque now. Yeah. And um, so he just went on with his beautiful string arrangements and like making it sort of that dreamy, heavenly, wedding-esque vibe uh, onto the same song. So it's just basically his remix yeah. uh, as, a, as a wedding version. That's awesome. Initially, the, uh, the record, like story-wise, in the deluxe edition ends on uh, fridge notes because... Um, that's you know the 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 thing you mentioned with like um, uh, being stuff being written on paper and in, in the beginning of maybe that's the fridge note being written that's the the track after maybe right in terms of your music any plans for the future I'm a very private person outside of this music because I, I you know because I write these songs and then I get myself thinking I've said too much or I've exposed too much even though it could be something like that totally goes over people's heads in terms of that. Not to say, you know, that people don't understand stuff. They really do. Um, it's just that it, I sometimes feel like it's too sort of too bearing, if that makes sense. Like it's too naked, you know, because you might write a song sometimes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's just like, am I saying too much? Am I am I admitting to too much? Am I just, it's, it's, it's kind of like a serial killer trying to write a song. Like, is this going to incriminate me? <laughs> You know, yeah. hey, if it makes you feel any better, I think 100% of the independent musicians, artists that I've interviewed on this podcast have said almost the exact same thing. Now, are you yeah. guys planning on staying in Florence for a while? Oh, yes. Um, we are looking into um, opening up florists because we just absolutely would love to have a flower shop. Nice. Um, that's got nothing, really. You know, like that's just, a, that's just been a like an all-time thing of mine. Like, nice. You know, because then again, not technically going like, oh, I just, you know, like I said, like I'm not the guy to like, oh, you know, let's just, let's just, uh, uh, the music's got to 
sell. The music's got to go big. It's got to be the next big thing. It's got to be relatable. It's got to be organic. I think that's my main notion of creating music or writing songs is that as long as it sort of sits in the room with you and talks to you um, as, as, as your friend or, you know, as, as an advisor or as, as someone who just knows you by the street, you know, and right. he just comes in for a chat, talks right. to you, or just a, like I said, like a guy sitting in the living room singing songs. That's enough for me with the music. And like, you know, after that, there's bonus content, whatever comes my way. So um, I'd say in terms of like a job or in terms of work, um, I've always wanted to have a flower shop. I just, I feel, I feel myself completely around flowers, if that makes sense. That's the most childish thing I've said today. But, yeah, you know. Awesome. <laughs> what else are you guys doing these days to keep busy besides sort of planning, you know, we um, currently work, um, well, I work, um, to, I, well, I do, I work with a potter, I, I do pottery sometimes, oh, nice. and yeah, and I work at a cafe, and so does my wife, and um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's getting by now and then, nice. just how it is, taking one day at a time, I guess. And you got your music, and you've got this exciting ride that your album is slowly starting to take you on, if it hasn't already, and I think there's... There's more to come, man. As we're starting to wrap up here, I always like to ask this question, Shan. Mm. What inspires you, man? Um, that's a really good question. And that can, you know, if we've been talking for two hours, I can go on for two more. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, I think people, I think just, just the notion, I, I, the notion of, um, you know, there's that that whole scope of like, you know, uh, things are bad, things are good, things are okay, things are messy. There's this, there's that in everyone's life. Yeah. And then um, there's that moment in everyone's life in every day where, you know, you rest your head on a pillow and you finally admit to the fact that, you know, tomorrow's another day, yeah. you know, the wind's going to change. There's that, there's a slight, and that could be, as minuscule as a grain of salt, I guess, but there's, it, it always exists in people that notion of there's another day, you know, we yeah. get another chance at this. And I think I find that in life, the most inspirational thing to see and to, to experience myself and other people or, or just, you know, and then there's the whole thing with like how people tend to these things, how people tend to people. And sure. There's a lot of negativity around, especially now. Sure. There's a, um, there's a whole chunk of like bad stuff um, in the world, but at the same time, there's that there's that notion of, you know, yeah, all of this is going down, but we've pulled through before. We'll pull through this time as well. We always make you know it to the next sort of pedestal. Like we make we take the leap every single time, and we land no matter how far it is or how long it takes or, or how yeah. tough it can get. And I think in terms of like just us as humanity as a whole, I, I think that's one of the most inspirational things. But as soon as you close your eyes and you wake up on a brand new day, you get you, you sort of hit reset on your time. People who push through, people who go with that, I think are the most in, inspirational people in, in, in life that you meet. I'm always fascinated when I talk to musicians, artists like yourself, and just how... I'm trying to think of another word for inspiring, but I can't right now, but just how inspiring it is. I, I have to say part of why I also do this is not just to help 
artists get their music out there, but there's a selfish tone to it too. This is kind of like therapy for me as well. And just to, you know, and that's not selfish. No, that's, that's completely human. I think that's, that's actually the healthiest thing that um, the healthiest angle you can take from this, because getting for me to get to talk about these things or for you to talk about, you know, like say, you didn't wake up today thinking you were going to talk to me about the story about, you know, you, you going to listening parties in high school. Like that just came about, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah. think, so those things really, for me, especially um, make it worth it, if that makes sense. Like, cause uh, those chance situations of, of, you know, us having a chat and then just going a deeper end of something else that wasn't necessarily planned. And those tiny, tiny things, I think, um, uh, you know, like you said, can't myself can't find another word for inspiring, but um, that is very inspiring. Just the tiny things in your everyday life that happen because they stick along a little longer than yeah. you know, like a monumental change in your life. They do, you know, yeah. like you say, you say something to me today that's going to stick. Like I'm telling my kids about it one day. You know, there's this yeah. guy Greg over in America, lives in Boston. He told me this thing one time. Great friend of mine. Now he knows or she knows it too. And, you know, they talk to their friend, they, it's, right. it's a notion that sticks. And I think, you know, that's the most human of things. So well said, man, do, do you have any announcements at all or anything additional in regards to your album, just in terms of like, or, or your music, just in terms of, uh, more releases or shows or anything like that? There's nothing set, that, that, that ain't set in stone at the moment. Cause, yeah. um, with, you know, life being the way it is right now. My focus is diverted. I'm, I'm definitely looking into making stuff, but at the same time, it's like not actively making stuff. Sure. Um, sure. But if there's anything like a, if there's an sort of like not an announcement, if there's a, there's something I'd like to say is, 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 is just to sort of like reassure whoever listens to this, if, if, if there are certain things with in the world or in your life that, that seem like they're stuck, there's always time. Like yeah. that's, that's all you need to know in the end of the day, like that's what it boils down to. I think there's always good happening, even if it's the tiniest amount, it's still happening. All you've got to do is focus on that for you to ease your mind. And I think easing your mind is one of the biggest thing to do, at least today or in, in the times we're in. Yeah, well said, you know? man. Well, Shan, thanks again, man, for, for joining me here today and, and giving us a glimpse you know, giving us all a glimpse into your life and, and your music. And again, a little bit of plugging. Our, our listeners can pick up a copy of your, your album that's already out, A Poison with an Aftertaste, by going to bandcamp.com or you can find it on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, really anywhere where you can access music. Is that right? Anywhere else? Yeah, pretty much uh, wherever they listen to the music. Thank you so much for having me today. Um, this really, really makes me feel amazing on everything, like musically. But then again, I do want to especially just, just just, say this out loud so that we both know about it, that this makes me feel so comfortable. This makes me feel so um, hard, if you will. And at the same time, this makes me feel so easy about talking about this stuff and everything else. Um, music and life and stuff like, you know, even the stuff we talk about off the record and everything like that, just... just so comfortable, so easy, just so flowing. I love it. 
I'm so glad to hear that. That was the intention. I listen to a lot of music, man, and I look at it, I listen to it in somewhat of a different way now where I get, you know, a lot of people coming to me and saying, hey, listen to this, listen to that, listen to this. Your stuff is truly special. Um, Thank you so I much, just, Greg. I just want to, you know, I just, I, I want to share that with you. I've been writing music since 1989 and your songwriting is just, um, there's not, I haven't had too many conversations with people who who have your talent, and um, there's been Thank some. You so this, much there's been that. a few on this podcast, but I, I'm just glad to be you know uh, a, a part of this. It's really been therapy for me as well. So, but if you have anything else to add, yeah, I just I guess I just wanna I just wanna like finish off by just basically, like I said, like saying it to everyone. So just you know, if things don't make sense, kind of give it give it time, you know. Because that's that's the biggest struggle these days with people in general. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, mental health is is one of the, if not the the most important part that's neglected 100%. continuously. You know, and I think those things take one of the biggest tolls on life. And I think you know, um, on the other end of the of the of the line, it's it's if 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 it's, it's someone you see. If it's someone you know, if it's someone you feel like is having a tough time, it's not that hard to just, you know, take a step and reach out. You know, it's always, you know, kindness is key to all these things. Like you just gotta just gotta grab. Like if even if it means like, you know, shaking someone by the shoulders, be like, hey, talk to me about this. Like you can do that to friends. It's completely fine, you know? Yeah. Like that's if sometimes that slight push is needed in someone's life. So I guess, you know, it's just it's just an advice to, you know, kind of do good things, be nice sorry to go this route i'm sorry i'm getting emotional <clears throat> i like you know the uh I, even the song i could use a friend um in lockdown i lost three of my friends two of them to suicide because of this whole you know setback and this emotional influx yeah. of you know all of all of your life and everything else and 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 to to have all of these things drive you to a point where you, you know you, you somehow deem it fit to just could have could have sort of ended i think you know yeah. and then sort of the guilt creeps in man the regret just kind of comes creeping in where you're like maybe you could have maybe you could have at least been there maybe right. that could have made a slight like a difference if not if not completely avoided it maybe it would have delayed it maybe yeah. they'd have more time there's all of these things you know you get to yep. a darker yep. conversation with yourself and the first time ever i had to experience that and it, it had been absolutely gutting for me and i think so that 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 even that that sort of um, ignited it a little bit more in me as well. The notion of like you know, if they're not talking to you, make them talk to you. It's completely fine. Like it's it's okay for them to talk to you. It's okay for you to reach out and just talk to them and be like, hey, like I don't just say it for the sake of saying it. That I'm here. I am here. And that you, if you want to talk to me, you can completely talk to me. And it's not about judgment. It's not about character. It's not about time it's not about efforts it's about the conversation it's about the emotion it's about you letting it out and me keeping it together i think everyone needs to be able to you know have someone like that in life words of wisdom we can't do anything on our own and that's that's why we're here yeah, on this earth, for sure. to connect with other people so thanks again man it's been awesome having you and let's do this again thank really you so much for having me i would you know uh, start you can you know start another podcast on the side and have me as a regular I'd love to be. <laughs> awesome thank you again for listening to the albumreview.net podcast i hope you guys enjoyed this review and remember if you're interested in any of the albums i've discussed in this episode or previous episodes 
Go to albumreview.net and pick up a copy of your own. Listen to all my podcast album reviews at albumreview.net by clicking on the podcast tab. They can also be heard wherever podcasts are available. I'm saying the word podcast again a lot. Please follow the show on your preferred platform so you can get regular updates on new episodes. Also, if you guys would be so kind as to pop a quick review or rate the podcast, that helps move the needle and get the word out there. I do want to hear from you guys, all of you, so please email me your feedback, album review requests, and any questions you may have to gpotters at albumreview.net. That's G-P-O-T-T-E-R-S at albumreview.net. Stay tuned for updates on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me at, at albumreview.net. Join the mailing list, which is on the homepage of the website, or just keep refreshing your podcast. Just read and listen. All right, thanks again, guys. Keep listening to music. Keep reading about music and keep learning about the music you know and don't know anything about. It will set you free until we meet again. trip down by the highway take a trip down by the highway take a trip down by the highway take a trip down by